You're tuned in to Positively Terrible. I'm producer Dan, and each week my buddy Scott and I discuss surviving and thriving after trauma. It's a journey that started when Scott, his wife's fiance, and her boyfriend walked into a bar. This week's decent human being is me, and I'm checking in on Scott like decent human beings do for (laughs) each other. Settle in, my terrible listeners. Today's episode is going to be Positively Terrible. Hey, Scott. Oh, hey, Dan. I, f- I fucked up your intro. I laughed just a little bit, but I think we can leave that one in there. Yeah, it made it sound even uh, more authentic. <laughs> you surprised me with that one. I need warnings, Dan. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I like the uh, uh, the immediate reaction, Scott. We'll, uh, we'll keep it. All right. It. Yeah. The, you, you don't, we, on a podcast, you don't normally get that kind of feedback right away. So you got to chuckle. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for the introduction. And I'm just going to kind of jump in today. Let's and do it. Yeah. I, I had reached uh, a milestone this weekend that kind of puts a cherry on top of my journey. And I feel like, I have kind of completed a stage of my life. I, right. I have gone through the, uh, I, I don't know what to call it, the, the, the bad. I've gone through the good. I've finished the, I think it's, it's, it's wrapping up the relationship part in, in, in the Scott who started this podcast. Um, and I, I wrote down some of my feelings on Friday and we're recording on Sunday. So that was a couple of days ago. Uh, I had had a therapy session, and at the end, we decided, um, our therapist, again, our therapist, Dan's mm-hmm. and mine, uh, we decided that I had accomplished what I had set out to accomplish, and um, the value of our sessions has not been the same that it's been, and it's time for me to uh, uh, get out of the nest and fly myself. Wow. So is that a, a separation from you and our therapist? Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he'll, he'll still be there. He's not going anywhere, but, uh, I will not be sitting down with him any longer, um, uh, which is a surprisingly emotional event. And I, I believe it. Also, if anybody's looking for a great therapist and needs a good lead, uh, I know one with a hole in his schedule. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll get filled quickly. Uh, he, he's great no at, at what he, he does. And when I started therapy, I never really thought that this was something that would end. And just because it's ending for this portion of my life doesn't mean it's over forever. I, I think that it's a wonderful tool. And I would say that it's almost a certain thing that at some point in my life, I'll see a way that therapy uh, will be valuable to me again. For but, sure. This closes out a chapter and it's it's emotional. And okay. I wrote some things down on Friday because the feelings were strong and I did want to share them. I didn't know. I thought about maybe maybe making this a, a long Facebook post, but whatever. If if you want to hear my thoughts, come listen to my podcast. If if you're not listening to my podcast, you don't deserve my thoughts anyway. <laughs> 
No, I, I, well, nobody wants both. That's for <laughs> sure. So we'll just keep your good feelings yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, and it was a highly emotional few moments, and I'm not the type who throws out a bunch of emotional stuff on on Facebook. That's that. I, I'm no, not. You a, save that for your DMs to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you see the deepest depths of my soul. Um, so I, I'm going to read this for a second, and I'm going to try to do my best to not sound like I'm uh, reading, but um, I'm a little nervous because this this is this is some feelings, and this is all right. Knock it off. Let's just read it. the The reason I'm hesitating isn't to slow down or to lead up. It's because I'm feeling feelings, and it's getting kind of hard. You can do it. Um, So here's what I wrote. I call this, I feel whole. I graduated therapy today. It's been winding down over recent months. First, we scaled back from weekly to semi-monthly. Then the last couple of months, we've met once a month. And today, we decided that it's time. The training wheels are off. And I'm not scared. I'm ready. In January 2021, I was depressed. In March, my life was crumbling, but I started therapy. In July, my future died. I was lucky I had a therapist, and I was moving along on my journey. At first, believe it or not, I was euphoric. I was excited. I could see a future that was different than the one I'd planned for, but I could see it. Once the dust settled, I fell back some, but felt pretty good. I was on the right trajectory. In December of 2021, my therapist and I started to discuss ADHD. In summer of 2022, I was tested and in the fall diagnosed. And in the spring of this year, I started medicating. I learned that a lot of the struggles I've had in my life weren't because I couldn't do things. It's that I was just built a little different. I actually love the way my brain works. I like being a little different. It's just that the world isn't built for people whose brains work like mine. And now that I understood myself and had some meds, I could set myself up to succeed. Over the course of the last two years, I've built a foundation that I'll be able to use for the rest of my life. I'm doing every single thing that I told my therapist I wanted to do, and so much more. I've learned that I enjoy traveling. I learned that I enjoy meeting people. I got a dog for the first time in my adult life. These are things that I wasn't interested in before. I used to tell people that I didn't want to do those things, and that a dog is too much work. I was wrong. I just didn't have the type of mental energy to be able to do those things. I've also removed some people from my life, and it's not necessarily because they were drama or that they've done harmful things, but I just decided they didn't add value to my life. I've launched a podcast. I've made more friends in the last two years than I think that I had made in the prior decade. And most of all, I learned to care about me. All I've ever tried to do in my life until now is put others first. I wanted to solve the world's problems, and I could never do that. It turns out that what I needed was to take care of myself first. 
now that I know who I am and I'm in the best place that I've ever been in, I am in a position to help others, which is such a huge thing that I value. So now that I've graduated therapy, I have a lot of emotions. Today, yesterday, but just in general in life, I've got emotions that I never allowed myself to feel. And right now I'm thinking and reflecting. And what do I feel? Happy? Loved? Grateful? Lucky? And whole. That's it. <laughs> it was hard. Man, that was good. That's uh that's pretty powerful. It is. It's powerful feeling it. What a return on investment. <laughs> oh, and thank God for insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only a financial investment, you know, therapy costs some money, <laughs> right. but the, the, the time and the effort that you've put into your therapy and working through that process, I mean, it's clearly significant. Um, and the, yeah, the return that you're getting from that, man. Yeah. Get a fucking therapist, right? Get a fucking therapist that those, 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 those five adjectives you finished with, right? Yeah. Man, what, what were they? Can you read those one more time? Yeah, so they were grateful, and I'm not going to read them same in the same order because I don't have it up in front of me. Oh, now I, I got to back up. Happy, loved, grateful, lucky, and whole. Happy, loved, grateful, lucky, whole. Get a fucking therapist. Get a fucking therapist. I I, I don't think there's a better advertisement than that, to be honest. Um those aren't feelings that I ever knew that I could feel or even wanted to feel. And I don't think, I, I mean, one of the biggest things I've learned is, is to live intentionally is to look inside to, to realize what you want or what's, what you feel is missing. And a lot of us let life come at us. And for 42 years of my life, I let life come at me and I did good things. There were so much that, I am proud of and feel good about in those 42 years, but I wasn't whole, you know, all those other uh, adjectives before that are the ones leading up to me feeling whole. And I didn't realize that I was missing any, any of those things from my life. I didn't know what happy, what it was to feel happy. I, I've said it before. I said it last week when we recorded with Elizabeth that I thought that was a temporary emotion that you felt when something good happened. And right. it can still be that. Um, but you can live your life happily and have being happy as a state of mind. And uh, you know, it's not something that you can just say, like, I, I know a lot of people will be like, well, you know, happiness is a state of mind and, oh, you've got to just be happy, think happy thoughts. And like, nah, that that's, those, those are masking. Those are things that might help for a little bit. Those are things that might, that a lot of us do to deceive the outside world. Um, but to feel internally 
genuinely happy is something that I didn't realize was a possibility. Yeah, well, I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah. So I so much emotion right now. Fuck. Um, somebody, <laughs> we need somebody to make a joke right now. I don't have anything funny to say. Not, you got any knock knock jokes? <laughs> Do I? Let's see. I'm trying to think of the latest joke that my kid told me. <laughs> I don't know. It was about a mermaid. Yeah, I can't. We, 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 we can't take too long to think of that. But my favorite, <laughs> my, my favorite was when she told me that she's not hop. She wasn't feeling happy today uh, around Easter two years ago when her teacher wanted them to do a happy, do some hopping during a song or something. Yeah. So yep. she's adorable. I know that's not a good joke. Uh, it's not even a joke, but it makes me laugh every time I think about it still. So that was a good call. Bring, bringing your daughter into this is, is a way to, <laughs> to get my spirits up. You know uh, what brings me happiness? What's what that? brings me joy is, uh, I don't know if you've seen her since she's lost her two front teeth. I did. But man, my kid missing her two front teeth is about the cutest darn thing I've ever seen. And that <laughs> brings me pure happiness. It really it really does. I'm sure of it. it it's awfully cute, too. Um, but... All right. So, whew. all right. Well, 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 let's let's move into some questions about you, Scott. Sure. I want to see how you're. How you, I mean, I, I hear how you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You got you got five new adjectives. They, they feel good on you. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear that. But I want to ask a few questions about how we got here okay. um, and about. Yeah, how you're doing with. Quite frankly, being a wildly successful podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I, that's got to be a lot to deal with. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're feeling a lot of the same things that I am about the podcast. Um, is that it's first of all wildly maybe, successful? Maybe wildly <sighs> is is just a very slight overstatement. But I do think that we are on a path right now that is showing that we've got something real that people can resonate with and is is making a difference, at least in small ways in people's lives. Uh, sometimes that's that they can relate to something and know they're not alone. The guests we've had on have said, I, you know, telling my story was so cathartic. So that's probably the most exciting thing to me right now. But it's also the possibilities that I see, you know, when I was a kid, one of my goals was to be shortstop for the Chicago Cubs. I don't think that that's going to happen, but you know, you ask, I don't know if they keep sucking like this, they might need some help. (laughs) Well, you ask a 10 year old what they want to do and a 15 year old, what they want to do. And they might have 10 different jobs and it might be policeman and fireman and chef and teacher and baseball player. Uh, but a lot of mine uh, were around broadcasting and being on the radio and uh, whether that was being a reporter or being a uh, sports uh, reporter, whatever. Um, so the fact that I am on a podcast, host of a podcast that is picking up steam, and I think both of us are learning so much about how we can potentially turn this into something even bigger is Every morning I wake up and it's the first thing I think about. And yeah, it's been fun. There are nights where I literally wake up at 3 a.m. and pick up my phone to see if anybody's downloaded the podcast since the last time that I checked, which was right before I went to bed. And the next time I check is as soon as I wake up. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say 
That happens to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would reconsider if you're the right partner if you weren't doing that, Dan. <laughs> Man, the the visual power of the graph in our uh, uh, hosting website that just shows the number of downloads every day is uh, wildly addicting. I would like to see the graph of the number of times the graph gets refreshed in a day. <laughs> Oh, that's more than it. That's definitely more than the podcast is getting. And and maybe you don't want to look at the axis and see exactly how many downloads those are. Cause I want to pretend it's in the thousands and not in the, but, but it's, it's actually from the first episode, it's been getting more listens uh, or than I had expected. And I expected for sure. And I expect it to build up and maybe make it to those someday. And when we start at this place, it, it says, first of all, that we've got a good group of friends <laughs> that have, have given time to start. Because, Dan, I'll be honest, you've probably sent me links to a band that I've never listened to that you've performed in. Um, no shit. And it's, it's giving five <laughs> I've minutes. I've seen the download graphs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been hard to give five minutes sometimes to listen to a song, let alone up to 90 minutes that we have for our podcast. And we're trying oh. to get that timing down to make it less of a barrier. Oh my God, they're so long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that sometimes I see an episode that long from other people. I'm like, nah, this is one I'm not going to listen to. So we understand that and we're trying to get it down. But to have people give even 30 minutes to something that we've created uh, and do it reliably every week is incredible. And Dan, I've asked Dan at times, I've, I've literally said the words, I don't know why people are listening. You know, we, we've had one day when we did not have any downloads and that was on a holiday. It was Memorial day. Um, I, it was in our first few weeks of being launched and my reaction was like, Holy shit. It took three weeks of having this out there to have a day where nobody listened. And by the way, things are going, I'm, I highly doubt that that will happen again. So tomorrow, nobody's going to listen. I bet your mom listens. <laughs> She's uh, a big fan. That, that is true. Thanks, mom. So I know that you interact with a lot of people that listen to the podcast mm -hmm. uh, through our social media channels. We're talking Instagram. We're talking Facebook. TikTok? Has anybody messaged you on TikTok? Nobody's messaged me on okay. TikTok. They followed, but nobody's messaged. Well, what's that like? And... How many of them are strangers, like people that you didn't know? I don't need a number, but how often do you interact with somebody that you didn't know before? Well, first, I'll say not as frequently as I'd like. I mean, it's probably a couple of times a week, which right. That's is pretty good. also kind of unbelievable. You yeah. know, I've never thought to talk to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts talk Especially to me. Especially one that sucks like this. <laughs> That's right. And, and I say a couple of weeks, maybe it's one a week. Um, but every time it's amazing. It's this feeling like why, like when I said, why do people listen? Well, also, why do they reach out? Because we're doing something and it, it's not bullshit. We're not experts here. I'm not a therapist, but this show does mean something to people. And that's Clearly. pretty fucking cool. And you've seen, I've shared some of the emails. And oh yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. And it's, it's, if, if 
you know, when we started this, I think our goals have probably even changed since we started it, because again, I thought that we might work our way up to the numbers that we're seeing and to get some of the messages that we've gotten, you know, part of my goals at the beginning were if, if this helps a person, that's pretty fucking cool. And it's helped a person and it's helped more than a person. And I can only assume that with the number of listeners that we're getting every week, that it's helping considerably more than a person. I don't think people are listening because they uh, love our voices. Um, Maybe they're listening to help put their children to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's at least a third of our downloads for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, very meaningful anytime somebody reaches out. And yeah. I actually, Dan, I, I didn't tell you I was going to mention this, but the man who messaged me through Facebook yesterday said that he is facing, and he told me that I could tell this. He said that if, if this helps anyone, you know, I you, you can go ahead and, and, and tell people. Um, and he said he is facing 10 years to life and said it's for a crime he didn't commit. I didn't ask questions. He'll tell me more as, as he wants to, if he wants to, and can only afford a public defender. And he, he wasn't asking for money or, or anything. Right. And he was questioning whether or not he wanted to live. And that's heavy. It is. And it reminds me the amount of care and responsibility that we have in our show. But I I responded and I I just said, do you have anyone to talk to? And he said, no. And, you know, it's very apparent in that moment that I'm not equipped to have these conversations. I mean, I'm not trained. I'm afraid you know, I, I think about it and it's like asking if somebody has someone to talk to and they say, no, does that make things worse? Does that, you know, does that just, is that a reminder? And I did ask him, I said, well, what, what can I do for you? Why, why did you feel like, like I was the person we, we, I guess the, the podcast was a place to reach out to. And he said, I just needed to tell somebody. And I th- think that it really helped to tell a stranger. And I told him that I hope to hear from him again soon. And he said, you will. He said, I've got this. Man. (laughs) It's not what I expected from my Saturday night checking, refreshing the (laughs) the metrics and looking at the Facebook exchanges. And wow. Yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, I'm glad you told somebody, bud. Uh, thank you for telling Scott. Um, that's a, uh, it's a big deal. Also, um, if you need it, if anybody who's listening needs it in the show notes, we're going to have a link to uh, a crisis hotline where you can talk to somebody who lo- has resources and, um, you know, is better trained than these two idiots with a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and look, uh, I want I want positively hey. terrible to be a resource. I, I do. Uh, Dan and I are here, and we want to be able to point people in the direction. Well, not really point people in directions as much as have a list of resources available. It's something that we have talked about. We've had guests that have been in abusive relationship, who've had cancer, uh, who have had thoughts of self harm. Uh, we do understand that our listeners relate to a lot of that stuff. And I think we need to figure out what the best way to make that available is. The episodes that relate to these topics, I think, in the show notes, like Dan said, would be good. But I'm hoping that we can do a little more of accumulating some resources. And even if you have those, uh, if you were a prior guest or if you've used some of those resources yourself for any reason and you thought they were valuable, email them to us, podcast at positivelyterrible.com because and in fact now that you say that we're going to have a resources tab on our website this week by the time the show is up okay great and we'll start filling those out awesome good job see this is how the ideas happen if you talk enough uh eventually we'll be able to pick something out and say that actually makes sense <laughs> it does again man thanks for reaching out to us and um uh shit i wish you we wish you uh the best and um yeah but fuck i don't know what else to say i'm gonna edit this part <laughs> <laughs> oh no you won't <laughs> God damn. Right. Uh, so what else dan what else I, um, I know you, I know you're loaded with questions right now. I, I I got tons. I got tons. What should we be doing this? <laughs> are we are we qualified to talk about this at all? And of course, the fact that, that, that the answer is yes, because what we're talking about is uh, our personal experiences and letting other people share theirs. Dan answering his own question is why I do the interviews. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Back to you, Scott. Okay. So as we've done this, as you've, as, as we've built this podcast and, uh, you know, start to build this community, um, man, has anything surprised you <laughs> other than the fact that you and I have actually managed to get together once a week to do this? Uh -oh. That to me is the most surprising part. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's mostly my fault over the years, but, uh, oh, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I think so. To, before I answer that, I, I will say to my friends uh, if you want to interact with me more, bring me your podcast ideas, and I will be forced to schedule something weekly. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I really like my couch. Um, so, w what has surprised me? I mean, Fuck, there's been so much that surprised me in the last few years. Uh, some of it podcast related, some of it just completely my journey. Um, on the podcast, the biggest thing that surprised me is how not unique all of our stories are. How my relationship, I've run into people outside of the podcast or because of the podcast who have had similar maybe worse, maybe not quite as bad, um, maybe not the exact same. Because uh, uh, what someone said to me on Friday was, oh, I recognize those types of behaviors. My parents were toxic. Right. Um, and, 
you know, in my situation specifically, there was nothing that was like super cunning. Uh, I, I, it feels there are so many commonalities between different abusive relationships, regardless if it's uh, parents or significant others or, or friends, that it, it. I literally have told people I feel like there's a handbook that people read because these tactics. I mean, the isolate people, the deflecting the fights and being able to turn them around to make it about something different than it really is. And there's just so much that has made me realize that everyone has had trauma. And I've said it on the show before I say it in my personal life more often than on the show, but it just kind of made me realize that your friends have trauma too. Most of the guests that have been on have been from our direct network as of this point. We're starting to get some that are second, third degree. We've got a couple that were people uh, either we've had or scheduled that weren't in, in our networks anyway. But holy shit, is there a lot of trauma in this world? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's I think the thing that surprises me most um, is how many of these stories resonate with me personally that I would not think I would have, right? How many similarities there are um, and how many of these characteristics I have felt in my own life. Well, it's it's so weird. It's like we're extraordinarily complex beings, but we're also kind of simple beings. <laughs> right. At the same time. Very complex with like the same five rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it's amazing how predictable some of the stuff is. And I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to sit here and predict things. I think as we do more shows, I'm starting to, but like a therapist can probably tell you so much about the characteristics of human beings and maybe your upbringing based off of some of the things that they learn about you. It's And, and that's not what therapy necessarily is. I never had, I, I don't want people who haven't been through therapy to think that it's a, someone on the other side just kind of trying to judge and say, oh, well, you, because of this and blah, blah, blah. That's not my experience. Um, but that expertise that they have, even if they're not verbalizing some of the things that they recognize, um, is very helpful. They have seen patterns that are similar to yours before. Right, right. And, you know, kind of the flip side to that question is – um, is, is there anything that you would have done differently now? Like, maybe with the podcast, maybe with your whole therapeutic journey. Not really. And I, I know that that's, that, that a lot of people might, might not even believe that because in life people look back and they'll have regrets or they'll say, ah, if I just would have done this. And, you know, one of my regrets that I could have if I allowed myself to, Dan, is I learned later in life, and I say later in life, meaning as of my age, I know that I'm not later in my own life at this point. Well, fingers crossed. Um, But it took me a long time to get to the point to acknowledge that I have creative tendencies and need creative outlets. And I also took me a lot of years of trying to be the businessman who is put together like other business people. And I've never fit into that mold. And 
only through the journey of the last couple of years and therapy and diagnosed as, being diagnosed as ADHD have I learned that I'm just a little bit different. I, I'm not wildly outside of normal, but I, I'm also not like this stereotypical example of what a human being is, and I'll use the air quotes and say supposed to be. Um, so I don't have regrets though. And I don't wish that I'd done things differently because I have a very strong feeling, um, strong belief that you make decisions based off of the input you have at that time, the data you have, the life you've lived, the emotions from that day, the distraction of the dog barking at you across the street when you're on your walk, the the lack of sleep you got last night, the bad dream, the weird interaction with your significant other. I don't think decisions are wrong. I don't think that they're very often wrong. I think that the things that you do are a result of every, the millions or billions of moments you've had in your life to that point. And you can never say, oh, I, I wish I would have done that differently. Well, you can say that. But what that really leads to is you made that decision for a reason. And for me, for a long time, it was mental exhaustion and dealing with an abusive wife that I did not know was abusive. So, I did or didn't do things that if I could do them over, I wouldn't right now, but I can't do them over. And all I can do is learn from them and try not to repeat those, those patterns or those mistakes in the future. Well, that, I mean, do you like who you are now? Yes. Yes. Right. And it, is there, is there any way if you had a time machine, if you could go back in time. Now, if this time machine worked the way that it does in this thought experiment, it also erases your brain, right? So you don't have the accumulation of all your life experience when you go back in time. You go back to the point in time that you were at. And okay, you get so to change one decision. So you basically stay on the same timeline. You just go back to the moment that decision was made. Right. And you get to change that decision and live the rest of your life. It's okay. more like a choose your own adventure book. Okay. Um, but you can go back and make one different decision. But if you do that, you lose everything that you learned from that decision. Mm -hmm. And then you end up a totally different person because you don't have the accumulation of those moments. That's a lot of setup. I know, but <laughs> I don't think that, I mean, so, so for me, I also like who I am. The toughest moments in my life up to now. I wouldn't redo because I'm totally different because of them. Yeah. It, it, you know, the, the one thing that I would like for you to redo is to set up a time travel scenario while breaking the back to the future rules. I, I just, this is hard for me to, to a hard concept for me to understand, Dan time travel and forgetting everything. That's not how Marty McFly did it. I know. I agree with you completely. This is just a thought experiment, not real time travel discussion. <laughs> okay. I can't think of something. No, I, I I mean, first, and I know this isn't the spirit of your question. I know that it's a fun thought experiment, but the first thing I'll say is you can't do that. So it's for me, just the way my brain works is it's, it's hard for me to even think about that because it's like, well, that's not a possibility and it's hard to wrap my head around, but it's also ha hard to wrap my head around 
the idea of making a different decision in that moment. You know, you've made those decisions and there came from a certain place. Um, I think that you're going to be the same person you were at that time and very likely make similar decisions. And I, I know that you said the end result is you end up changing things and being different, but who the fuck is that different person? I, I don't know. I, I'm a known quantity to myself right now. And I read you my letter. I feel pretty fucking good. Um, so no, I, I don't. And I get the question a lot. Like, do you regret? Would you change? Would you have left earlier? You know? And it's like, that built me. That was me. And I am who I am right now because of that. And I've, I've made an example and actually, okay. So I think this answers the question better is that I have told people that if I went back 20 years, uh, didn't marry her and ended up marrying someone else, I might've had kids. I might be in a marriage that's good enough and good enough that I stay in it the rest of my life. Good enough that I don't work on myself and learn about myself the way I have and never learned how good things could be and never learned. The one lesson, the biggest lesson I've learned about my marriage is because just because you're married doesn't mean you have a partner. And for me to be in any long-term serious relationship in the future, I need someone who is my partner. And I don't know if I would have learned that. And I very well could have had that good enough relationship where that wasn't true. And I'm not going to sit here and say that my life would have ended up better had I not been in a toxic relationship. Well, then, okay, wrapping all this up, with all of this, everything we've talked about today, you know, what, what are you most proud of? <laughs> a lot. Um, the, the achieving what I've wanted to achieve. Um, I, I say achieving what I've wanted to achieve, but more than I've wanted to achieve more than what I knew I could achieve. When I just look at the moments that I told my therapist, not the moments, the specific things I told my therapist I wasn't doing. And if you go back and listen to episode one, I said, change the world and be a mental health advocate. I don't know what that meant, but as of right now with this podcast, I think that I am do being an advocate for mental health. And I do think that when I talk to people that in some small way, changing the world. Um, and, and by changing the world, I, I, again, it, that could be resonating with a single person. Making a single person feel good is changing the world, in my opinion. I said public speaking. This podcast. Um, one thing that I didn't mention on, to, uh, on episode one was that coaching baseball was one of the things I told my therapist. And later this month, I am going to have tryouts uh, for the eight and under, I think, or baseball team that I'll be coaching in the fall and next spring. Awesome. So that will be with my with my nephew uh, playing on the team. Well, he's got to make the team first. So uh, let's just hold off on any uh, assumptions about that. Oh, that's going to be weird if you have to cut your nephew. <laughs> uh, he may come back and cut me if I cut him. Uh, 
writing is something that I haven't done. And I'm still not doing a lot of that, but I had the feelings that I had on Friday and the immediate thing for me to do was to write them down. And I have been writing the show notes and I would even say to some, you've been doing a good job with those show notes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. To everyone. If you go back into our archives, if you read show notes and they look shitty, I did those. (laughs) The last several that Scott has done pretty good. Well, you might not get to read them because I'm planning on going back and updating all of them into a new format. <laughs> uh, so writing is something and, and you know, writing was a thing that was a bit of my one of my creative outlets that I knew I wasn't doing. So even though I'm not writing as much as I have at certain times in my in the last you know, 10, 15 years, uh, it I'm kind of scratching that itch with the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then listening to music, well, I will tell you that on Friday night, I saw the final show of the Off With Their Heads tour at Beat Kitchen. Uh, pretty great. It was pretty great. My first time to see them live, and I highly recommend seeing them in person. Good name. Yeah, good name, good band. Um, and then drinking coffee. And I've gone so far, when, when I started drinking coffee again, I would go to my uh, coffee shop once a week. And that's gone from scratching that itch once a week to having a coffee pot set up next to my desk and making it every morning. So I I, I will say that, you know, sometimes I say that I, I get 50% credit for this and my therapist gets 50% credit for this. But somehow I want to say that I get 100% credit and my therapist gets 100% credit because it's like he couldn't have done anything to help me if I didn't decide to go. And he couldn't have done anything if I didn't decide to be honest and to take take it seriously. So, you know, and and then for him to be the person he is and to have the approach he does, you know, not every therapist is for everyone. I can't sit here and say that our therapist would help everyone. Some people just flat out need to be told what to do. And that's not the way he does this. And I, I shouldn't be told, say, told what to do, but I've heard of other people's experiences where they're, they have more active recommendations and things that their therapist There are does. certainly different approaches to therapy that work for different people, for exactly. sure. And a lot of what he and I do is, or have done, <laughs> I guess I can't say do, um, is he lets me talk and he lets me talk through things and be um, a sounding board and he'll nudge me. He'll, he'll, have you thought this occasionally? Or one of the things, the biggest things of value he's done for me is validate me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the last couple of sessions, bef- so before this last, very last session, we had two sessions where going in, I couldn't wait to tell him things. And that's been going on for a while where I couldn't wait to tell, t- to tell the therapist that. And this time I went in, and I didn't even have the need for that. That was where it was like, okay, or do we still need to do this? Because a lot of great things had happened, but in the month, you know, my journey ended. She moved the rest of the stuff out of her house, of my house. Finally, two years later, 23 months later, everything's gone. My house is mine. I got a bed. I'm turning that into a guest room. And that was, that was it. Never have to intentionally interact with her again. And holy shit, what a milestone that is. Yeah, no doubt. But I also didn't feel the, oh, hey, I want to talk about this. It was just, 
this is just kind of where my life's at right now. And I don't need the validation as much as I did. And I don't feel like there are specific things that I want to work through right now. And I said, want, I mean, maybe there are some things that are underneath that I will need to work through that just aren't bubbling up right now, but there's nothing that I, I was thinking for the two days before the session, like, should I cancel this? Because I just didn't have a, a desire, a need, a feeling that there are things to talk about. Well, man, I don't feel that there is anything else to talk about either. So I guess that's a perfect spot to wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, um, how do we wrap this up? We've got, I, I normally tell people that I'm humbled. I'm honored. Um, but I, I don't know I if think, that works today. I think, no, I think that works when you talk to me. I would okay. appreciate it if you could wrap it up that way. All right, Dan, <laughs> thank you so much for asking me to host a podcast, uh, for coming up with a name, which still bothers me just a little that I'm not the one who came up with the name, but I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're, you're forgiven for doing great things for, for us and, and for me in our lives. Um, but hey, man, it's been great today. It's been great hosting the podcast with you. And seriously, you know, we've been friends for a good 15 years and you've added a lot of value to my life during that time. And you planting a seed on a podcast has changed my life immensely. So uh, I am thankful and grateful to be friends and podcast partners with you. Well, the feeling is mutual. Um, yeah, 15 years is a long time. And when you say it like that, uh, yeah. Well, and considering considering the state of mind you were in the day we met, who'd have thought that 15 <laughs> years later, uh, to, to give the listeners just a little clue, we won't go into details, but it was St. Patrick's Day, and Dan had very much enjoyed St. Patrick's Day already before I, I met him that night. Um, hey, Scott, you did not show up that night. Scott showed up eh, relatively early in the afternoon. Dan, I went to work that day. I left work and met you at the bar. After work? Yes. Like a full day of work? Yes. All right. So I lasted longer than I thought I did. <laughs> Either way, I was in some of the most embarrassing shape of my life. Rare form. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll have an episode all about that one day, I'm sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be a Patreon. All right. Well, Dan, thanks for uh, meeting with me again this morning as we do every week. And listeners... Email us if you want to be on podcast at positivelyterrible.com. And Dan, you are truly decent fucking human. And today has been absolutely, absolutely positively, positively terrible.
was nervous and stressed because I thought you were the best I was right. Positively Terrible is a part of the Terrible Podcast Network.